You've probably heard of Which Magazine, our home of hard-hitting journalism and informative stories delivered directly to our members. There's our travel, money and tech mags too. But did you know you can hear some of our best articles for free, available to listen to whenever you like? Each week on the Which Shorts podcast, we bring you a specially selected story, lovingly voiced and produced especially for you, on a whole range of fascinating topics. Just search Which Shorts wherever you're listening. Hello and welcome. I'm Harry Kind. I'm Grace Farrell. And this is Get Answers, for living your best consumer life. When life gives you questions, which get answers? This week on the podcast, we're doing things a little bit differently. With Christmas fast approaching, we're going to snuggle up by the fire for a good old-fashioned story, namely how we here at Witch came to be and how we've worked tirelessly to get answers for over 60 years. We'll return to normal service here on the podcast after Christmas, but today we'll hear how the organisation started life in a garage in East London in the 1950s. We'll meet the people who can share memories of those early years, and we'll discuss how we've evolved and adapted to the massively different consumer world of 2023. We should also say hello to our Witch Money and Witch Shorts podcast listeners who might be listening to us here on Get Answers for the first time. Welcome, Lucia and Rob send their love. First off, Grace, you've not quite been here since 1957, but you've covered a lot of topics. Is there anything that stands out as kind of peak witch for you? Yeah, I was trying to think how long I have been here, and I think it will be around six years in January. So quite quite a long oh. time. Not quite, yeah, 50, 60 years. But yeah, so my peak witch moments, I've got to say one of them, and I'm going to be deliberately vague here, and you'll understand why as I explain. But I once did undercover filming, because we had reason to believe that there were bad practices going on by a certain business. And so to prove that, we went undercover filming. And I really felt like, wow, this is a very grown-up, adult, real-life, hardcore journalism situation. And it yeah. was it was thrilling, but a did, bit scary. Did you have a character? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, mental. And then also, I've got another one. Oh, when was it? About three years ago, we did an investigation into unsafe Christmas lights. Yes. Because you could pick up um, lots of sort of unbranded Christmas lights from online marketplaces. You still fact, can. Yeah, I was just going to say, you probably still can. And um, we found that they had various sort of electrical faults. Mm. And so to demonstrate how unsafe they would be, we went to, I think it was Reading Fire Station, and they let us set fire to a Christmas tree in their sort of safe environment. That, I think, that is classic, which really is. Well, we're joined by someone who lives and breathes classic witch. She's our recommended best buy when it comes to bosses. It's chief exec of witch, Annabelle Holt. Hello, Annabelle. Hello, Harry. Hello, Grace. Thank you for coming into the studio. So fantastic to have you here. Firstly, I mean, how would you describe the purpose of witch? So the way I think about the purpose of which is just to make life simpler, fairer and safer for consumers. Simple as that. And before we go into the history, what have we been doing to fulfil that purpose? I mean, just in the last few weeks. So kind of two things, a really good way of describing what which does is we've helping people navigate around Black Friday mm. and a winter well spent. That's one bit of what we do. And then the other thing that we're really challenging on is on the Right to Connect campaign, which is highlighting the unfair and unpredictable practice of price hikes mid-contract for telecoms providers. 
I think if you said any of those words to the people who founded Witch, they wouldn't understand a single one of them. <laughs> uh, it's, it just shows how up to date we have to keep, don't we? That is fantastic. Now, before we get to proper questions, Grace, you've been looking through the history books. Before we go fully down memory lane, can you give us a kind of roll call of the people responsible for starting the organisation back in the day? Well, let's go back to 1957. It's only 12 years since the war ended and that post-war economy where people were still on rations and didn't really have much at all, it's giving way to a more consumer-focused society. So there's a bit more money going around and there are more products, appliances, cars, that kind of thing. There's more stuff available to buy in shops. But most people are still having to be very frugal and considered about how they spend their money. So a man called Michael Young, he's a research director for the Labour Party, he gets the idea rolling for a consumer advisory service, but it's rejected by President of the Board of Trade and future Labour Prime Minister Harold Wilson. But this doesn't deter Michael. He joins forces with Dorothy Goodman, now she's an American woman living with her husband Raymond J. Goodman in London. In the States, they already had a consumer organisation called Consumer Reports. But then they moved to the UK and they realised that there was nothing like it on this side of the pond. So together, Dorothy and Michael created and published the very first witch magazine from a converted basement in Bethnal Green. And that magazine was edited by another co-founder, Eilis Roberts. Now, back in 2017, we travelled to America to speak to Dorothy herself as we asked what Britain was like when she first arrived way back in the 1950s. Well, let's see, I arrived there in September of 55 to take up my graduate work at the University of London in uh, Woburn Place in central London. I mean, you could get necessary services. There were hotels, there were beds and breakfasts. It was not exactly booming with prosperity because it was just the beginning of the consumer age. Well, earlier this year, Dorothy sadly passed away at 97 after a lifetime of hugely influential advocacy and educating. Our producer Rob was lucky enough to spend time with her daughter Harriet, who shared her memories of her mother's determination to start the first consumer organisation here in the UK. Starting with that story, mum and dad get married in December of 1953. And then they went about buying a house in Canterbury. So they had about six months first in the little bungalow. So it was kind of right. We need to redecorate. We need to install central heating in the new house we're buying. We so where's Consumer Reports? Which to her seemed like a completely obvious question. She assumed there would be something like that here. And he said, don't know what you mean. Doesn't exist. And she said, well, we have to found it. Just love that attitude. It really shows what a driven woman Dorothy was. Yeah, absolutely can do, isn't it? It really is. But what happened next? How did we get from an idea to that first edition of which? Here's what Dorothy's daughter told us. From early 54, which is the time, as I say, post-marriage, and they're sort of setting up house, and they're trying to redecorate, there is a letter where she says, I'm going blue in the face, trying to find information about paints. So they're trying to, you know, repaint their hall. And she just can't find. She thinks it should, this is the sort of thing she thinks she would have been able to look up in Consumer Reports. And then there's several letters over the next um, several months to a year where she's talking about toying with the idea of founding 
a British CU, which she calls it, Consumers Union. My brother came along, this wonderful artifact. It's to her family, the Brookholes family, her parents, in Carmel, California, where they'd retired. And it arrived there on the 23rd of January, 1956. My mother's birthday was the 15th of January, and she was turning 30. So she's thanking them for their congratulations. Dear all, fourth decade, yes, alas, sad but true. And then she goes on, as R says, Ray, my father, I'm now the present generation, no longer the coming one, depressingly laden with responsibilities. (laughs) But nonetheless, I suppose a challenge, exclamation point. Anyway, we celebrated the day by launching a British consumers union. That is, we had a meeting here of about 16 people seriously concerned with getting one going, and we planned to try to produce a mimeograph news sheet starting in about a month, with each person, or rather couple, covering a pet peeve. We shall do central heating, the slosses are to do diapers and electric razors, etc. <laughs> it's amazing to get an insight into what things were like, as you say, back at the very, very start. And, yeah. and from what I understand, the testing, say, for some of these products wasn't as rigorous no. and scientific as it, as it is now. Exactly. For instance, they'd had an episode in their back garden. By this time, they're in Canonbury in Alwyn Villas trying to test. I thought it was washing powder, but I found a letter that says scouring powder, which makes more sense. It's, it's fine. And they're trying to weigh it out in the Sloss's baby scales. And of course, it keeps flying around. They're trying to figure out how much scouring powder does it take to do a decent job on the kitchen sink or whatever it might be. And they thought, oh, this is hopeless. We can't really say, you know, this amount is going to equate. So what the strategy then shifted for that first mimeographed edition, which was let's collate all the information. There is information out there on different kinds of things, but it's in very different places, trade journals, presumably, or just other particular interest groups, pulling it into one mimeograph sheet, put that out as a prototype, which they presented at some parliamentary committee meetings. And then it was a whole other year before the first actual printed magazine you have a copy of upstairs on the wall, wonderfully, came out. What an absolutely incredible life. I love that vision of testing the scouring powder. It, you know, it's crazy when you think of what they started with, because you think of how much stuff we buy and how many things which covers. And it's like, how do you think of those first few products to test? And I love that scouring powder was one of them. I guess it's easier when pretty much everything was being rationed at the time. Yes, true. And Annabelle, let me bring you back in here. You also met Harriet Goodman when she visited a few months ago. What stood out to you about her mother? So I think it's really interesting, this conversation, because I think in some ways what's come over from her personality is actually the things that really relate to the values of which. that mm. Grace, you were talking about that kind of make it happen, which is still one of our values. Mm, of course. And then bravery is another one. She absolutely brave. You're saying 30 years old, she'd mm. started doing something in a country that wasn't her own and really um, valued that. And I think it's interesting later when you talk about rigour. Mm. That comes in later, again, one of our values. And those things are still very true of which today. Well, before the break, let's hear more about that first ever Witch Front cover. Here's Neil Fowler, editor of Witch magazine back in the 2010s, and how he described it to BBC's You and Yours back in 2017. It's the first ever issue of Witch magazine, showing two beheaded, rather spinstress-type ladies on the cover, looking through a shop window at an array of kettles. It was a time when you could buy a kettle that could kill you. We look back at those times saying, if there's one thing which has achieved these days is you can't buy a kettle now that could kill you. Consumer goods are very much safer 
and the consumer gets a much better deal. So we look on that cover, although it looks slightly dated, we look at it with a great deal of pride, and I think it says something about what which has achieved over the years. I was actually reading that first ever issue, and the quote here is fantastic on kettles, a first review. The electric kettle is so handy and so portable that it is used in many a home as the only electrical appliance besides light. <laughs> Just amazing. Um, but what also stands out is that there's a bewildering number of kettles on the market, good, bad and indifferent, branded and sometimes unbranded, but only a minority conforming to the current standards fully laid down by the British Standards Institution. What a change in the, in the past few years. And a decent chunk of that, I would say, is because of which. Really is amazing. Well, from killer kettles to our place in the world right now, we'll be back with more after this. Scammers are stealing hundreds of millions of pounds every year. They bombard us with fraudulent texts, emails and calls. And what's more, their tactics are getting increasingly sinister. To keep across the latest scams, sign up to our free Scam Alert service to help you stay ahead of the latest scams and protect yourself. Go to witch.co.uk forward slash scam alert dash newsletter. That's witch.co.uk forward slash scam alert dash newsletter. Thank you. Welcome back to the Get Answers podcast. Today, with Christmas fast approaching, we're doing something a little bit different here on the podcast, hearing more about how which have been getting you answers for more than 60 years. Annabelle, we've heard how things started for us back in 1957. Can we talk about some of the key standout moments in our history since then? So from Killer Kettles, there have been a few moments which always come out as sort of standout moments and campaigns for which... I think the first one I'd like to mention is lead-free paint in toys. During the 1960s, the Consumers Association called for lead-free paint in toys in a demand that was finally met in 1967. The next one is around the Consumer Credit Act in 1974. Again, we were at the forefront of this campaign to make sure that people who lent money mm. or provided credit actually had to state the true rate of interest, the APR you now see whenever you look at credit deals. Aha, uh -huh. so we had a role in that person at the very end of a credit card advert saying APR variable. Da -da 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 -da. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And then the other one, which I think is totally amazing, is... In 1983, only in 1983, did it become mandatory to wear a seatbelt in the front of your car. And the rear passengers followed in 1987. Again, which campaigned for this introduction and has, of course, saved thousands of lives. It is incredible to think. I think there's so many parts of that that consumers now we take for granted and we just assume it was always there and it just magically mm. appeared somehow. But actually, it was fought for, wasn't it? Yeah, well, it makes me think about our work that we've done recently with the online safety bill and how I, I think in years to come we'll probably have similar conversations where we'll say, I mean, I can't believe that these tech corporations weren't more responsible for what was happening on their platforms. And people will probably take it for granted. But it, if it wasn't for all the campaigning we've worked that we've done, you know, who knows where we'd be? Yeah, there was a time when you had lead in toys and scam ads on Facebook. Mm. And now, you know, hopefully moving away from the latter. Yeah. Um, I mean, on the present day, Annabelle, 
How would you describe our role now? Because, I mean, a lot of people, especially when you talk to them, say, what do you do? You say, oh, we're which? They say, oh, you're the product review people. That's understandable because we do so much of that. But there's so much more that we do, isn't there? Absolutely. I mean, there is so much more to us than product reviews. You say it's an important part of what we do. Mm. There's so much more. I guess how I like to think about it is we are the home of everyday advice for consumers. Might be that product review, but it also might be free advice about how to manage your money mm. during the cost of living crisis. Indeed, we've had 21 million unique views on our cost of living hub in the last 18 months. Or indeed our scams newsletter. We've got half a million people signed up now to protect themselves from scams. But alongside this, we also continue to campaign on key issues as that kind of voice for consumers and where we sort of challenge businesses and policymakers just to make things safer online. And we press for new laws, just as you've been saying, uh, Grace, making reimbursement mandatory for scam victims, banning paid for scam adverts. None of this would have happened without which. It is incredible to think that we are still going and with such a similar core principles. The core principles barely changed, but the world around us has, which then brings us on to the future. You know, what does which look like in 10, 20, 30 years time? Yeah, so so much has changed, but that that sense of simpler, fairer and safer, I think is very true and will continue to be true. And I, I sort of sit here and I think, actually... As the world becomes much more digital and the influence of new technologies like generative AI, which are going to have a fundamental change mm. and impact on our lives, that we will still continue to need to be there. The issues might be slightly different. It might be, as you say, more digital. It might be the move towards net zero and the consumer choices that will need to be made as part of that. So I think we will continue to be need to be here to provide advice for consumers. Mm. It might be in slightly different formats. If we even think of a few years back, social media wasn't there. Mm. We'll continue to find it in new formats. It might be like we are today, more audio. It might be more video, but it will still be advice for consumers. That is good to hear. Annabelle, it's been fantastic to have you on the show. Thank you for dropping by. So thank you, Grace. Thank you, Harry. Loved being on the show. Really nice to have Annabelle in the studio. Yeah, do you know, it's like making me feel really proud to work at Witch without getting too soppy. Yeah, I, I mean, it is a, it's a, a British institution. It is part of the fabric. Yeah. But also it is still like being a pain, a thorn in the side to the people mm. who make people's lives more difficult than they need to be. Just thinking about like starting with lead paint as pretty much our first kind of campaign where we were not just testing things but asking for things to change but you know now things like uh, supermarkets like cost of living crisis we've been doing so much campaigning on affordable food and mm -hmm. making sure prices are you know low in all supermarkets and not just the larger ones i think that's the kind of thing that you would think Michael Young and Dorothy Goodman would probably have reckoned with us doing if mm -hmm. you explained the situation right now. Yeah. It's, it's perfectly, it's very, very witch. Yeah, I think since the cost of living crisis began, I've really felt the impact that we are having mm. through the work that we do. I mean, we, we really made our focus, you know, rather than helping people 
spend more wisely. It was how to save money. Yeah. Even just shaving off, you know, a, a few pence, a few quid here and there. It's been really the focus of what we've been doing. And I know that it's it's just been helping so many people. Yeah. And, and some of our campaigns, you know, access to cash and the freedom to pay with cash was such a, a big campaign for us. We had really actually made legislation. Mm. And that's been so important for people who have mobility and accessibility issues in, in places where they don't want to have to rely on a pin card reader that you can't see mm. or you know having to ask someone else to go and get cash from a nearby town for you. It's diversifying the consumer market and making sure that every kind of consumer has access to everyday advice. And I think it's about making it simpler, fairer and safer for all consumers. That means different things for different people, but which is there for all of them? Mm. Well, that's it for this episode and indeed this year of our new fortnightly Get Answers podcast. The new year is just around the corner and we'd like you to get in touch with suggestions for the kind of things you'd like to get answers on. So send us an email at podcast at which.co.uk or give us a shout out on our social channels at which UK. And if you could give us a rating and slash or a review, that would be amazing. Doing that really helps us reach more people. And if you want to support the Witch cause, we've got lots of different membership options at different price points. And obviously this gets you access to all of our locked up advice and test results. Really important if you've got any last minute Christmas presents that you mm. need to buy. Grace, what are we up to after Christmas? Well, we're taking a short break over Christmas and New Year and we'll be back with a brand new episode on Monday the 8th of January as we explore the best short and long haul destinations to book your 2024 holidays. We're all going to need a bit of holiday escapism once Christmas is over and we've got the fabulous Chelsea Dickinson, aka Cheap Holiday Expert, in the studio. If there's anything you'd like to ask her or us, do drop them in an email or give us a shout on social. We do read every single message. Brilliant! Well, if you want more podcasts to listen to before then, I highly recommend the Witch Money podcast for your personal finances. But also we've got the best stories from Witch magazine narrated for you over on Witch Shorts. Just search wherever you're listening to this. Today's Get Answered podcast was presented by me, Harry Kind, alongside Grace Farrell, produced and recorded by Rob Lilly-Jones and edited by Eric Breer. And thanks again to our wonderful guest, Witch Chief Exec, Annabelle Holt, and of course, Harriet Goodman. We'll see you next time. Merry Christmas and a happy new year. Goodbye. Bye. Hi there, it's executive producer Angus here. Hopefully you're enjoying our new Get Answers podcast. We'll be bringing you great new episodes every fortnight, but this is just the tip of the witch iceberg. You can access huge amounts of free advice over at witch.co.uk, but if you're looking for something more, then a full Witch subscription will give you access to all of our lab-tested product reviews online or in our app, plus our Ask Witch personalised buying advice. With a digital subscription, you'll get access to the digital edition of the magazine, but opt for full access and you can get the magazine delivered to your door each month as well. We've got an exclusive offer for podcast listeners that gives you 50% off the first year of an annual subscription. Just call 029 22 That's 029 22 and quote the code PODCAST50. This offer is for new subscribers only.